everyone, Aurora with Supercharged Science, Homeschool Science Resources for K-12. through And today's video, we're going to talk about how to teach science to your homeschool kids. Now, teaching science, um, if you find that you, after you've listened to this, you're like, wow, I really need more help, just go to www.superchargedscience.com. There is uh, complete resources and downloads and guidebooks for you guys. You can check that out as well. Um, you know, because teaching science is kind of a curveball for a lot of people. You know, they feel confident about teaching math, about teaching reading. Uh, but when it comes to science, it's like, well, what is it? <laughs> Can I, if I just get the textbook and hand it to my kid and they read it, do the exercises, is that science? And the answer is actually no. So grab a pencil, I grab a piece of paper, and let me outline the basic steps that you will need when you are teaching your kids science. Now, again, if you find after you listen to this, you're like, wow, I need a little bit more help than that. No problem. Just go to www.superchargedscience.com and you'll find a couple of orange buttons and you just click the grade level and that is an outline. It's not an exhaustive list, but it's an outline to get you started, get you uh, unstuck so you can um, get rolling on how to teach science. Okay. So how do you deliver to your kids in a way that is realistic, the way real scientists are in the real field? How do you do that? Um, so basically science, it's more than a classroom. It's actually, it's really hard to define and it's not about what you know, but kind of how you face what you don't know. Science is a process of thinking, and it's a process of um, getting answers. So it's, a, um, it's about being curious about your world, looking around, and figuring out how to answer your own questions through experimentation. And so that's what you want to teach your kids. You might be thinking, well, how do I do that? <laughs> you know, I, I can barely even think about what to get on the table for dinner, and you want me to do what? <laughs> You know, I was an art major, an English major, uh, or even a biology major, but that's different than teaching science. And in fact, that's one of the reasons I love to teach science so much. Um, I didn't care so much about um, what I was learning, just I loved to teach it. And so teaching has always been my focus, much more than the subject. But science is super cool, and I love it. So how do you do that? Okay, so... Science is what happens when you ask questions and you get answers, you make sense of it, and it's like, ah, that's science. Now, how do you do that? Simple, simple steps. You ready? Okay, so there is a way to ask questions. And if you're thinking, oh, I know this scientific method, and you're right, the scientific method is one way to do it, but it's not the most popular. It's not even how most scientists work in their field. And um, to be honest, scientific method is used by acad academia, so people in academic professions, instructors, and it's used in the high levels of research. So you will see that there. But there are many other methods of doing this, and just teaching your kids the scientific method really limits them. And unless they're going to be PhDs working in molecular biology, probably going to use a different method. So there's lots of them out there. Okay, so how do you teach science? You ready? Okay, step number one. Um, basically, there are three questions that you want to ask when you're doing science. So for example, suppose you're outside and you see this bug or you see a... Yeah, let's use a bug because that's easier. You see a bug and you have no idea what it is. There are three questions that you want to ask. The first is, what is it? Right? So you look at it and so you start to describe it. So you can grab a journal, you can just talk to your kids, and he says, Well, it's, it's pink with purple dots and it's got, you know, a, 167 legs or whatever. And it's got antennas, it's got weight. So you're, you're describing the characteristics. You could do this for rocks, you could do this for trees, you, know? you could do this for, for anything out there. If you see an engine, it's like, What is it? Oh, it's a thing that makes the car go, right? You put gas in it, it goes. Okay, so we talk about more. We, we can start to see cylinders. We can see connector rods. We can see all kinds of stuff, right? We see the valve lifters and stuff um, going. So you start to describe the what. And honest, so that's step number one. So it's real simple. You just say, what is it? 
Okay, and so honestly, the three questions I'm about to give you, um, most areas of science don't have answers to these three questions. So these are constantly being asked and gone over and over and over. Okay, so question number two, you ready? So the first one is, what is it? So you describe in detail as best you can, um, what is it? What is it made of? What does it look like? You know, what does it do? Um, second question is, how does it work? What does it do and how does it do that? So um, why is it that way? What are the physics behind it? So you could watch the bug and you're like, wow, the bug goes towards sugar, but it goes away from, uh, oh, uh, well, um, actually, let me try, let me backtrack. So how does it work? So if we're thinking about the engine, this is where you start to describe maybe the fuel flow as it goes through the engine. If you're, if you're looking at a bug, you can start to describe um, how does it, well, it uses its wings to fly. It uses the legs to climb. And actually the reason that it can climb up walls and onto the ceiling, and I can't do that, is because these things are on its feet. And then you get out the little, uh, the handheld magnifier and you start looking at that. So the first question is, what is it? The second is, how does it work? Okay, now. Question number three is, how does it move through time? Okay, how did it start? How did it develop? And when does it end? So um, are there laws of physics that do, oh, see, I've got my notes here. You can actually download the sheet. <laughs> what are the laws of physics that determine how things unfold? So a caterpillar looks very different from a butterfly, right? Larvae look very different from the thing at the end. Like a seed looks very different from a plant at full bloom. So how does the thing move through time? So that is the third question, and that is what, um, this is actually the one that most scientists don't even know how to answer. And so that's where a lot of their studies come from. So you have your three questions, super simple to ask, super simple to, um, to start the investigative process. That's the whole purpose behind the questions. The point of the questions isn't just to get it done. <laughs> the point of these questions is to hone your observational skills and to teach your kids the kinds of questions they should be asking themselves and that will instill even more and more curiosity as they go along. Does that make sense? So it's super simple to teach science, super easy, as long as you're doing it with the right goal in mind. So the goal of science isn't to memorize some facts so you get in, um, you know, an A on your AP Chem or your uh, a score of five on your AP Chem exam. That's a different goal. The goal for this that we're talking about is how to instill a lifelong love of learning and do it in a way that teaches your kids how to think and they keep it going as we go. So, hi Jackie and hi Amparo, <laughs> how are you? Some people just chimed in. So if you have specific questions, you can ask that now. If you find like, wow, I that's awesome, but I need more help, how do I do this? Go to my website, www.superchargedscience.com, download the guidebooks that are on there and um, be part of our science family. I'm gonna be doing some chemistry experimentation, um, a free chemistry class, I think in two weeks. So and those are only advertised to our family members that are on our email list. So if you're not on our email list, get on it um, because we'll, we're going to be doing that. We actually have, I think, five new teleclasses I've never done before, one in cell biology, one in thermodynamics, um, uh, weather and atmospheres. We have magnetism coming out. And there's one more in astronomy. So we have five new teleclasses we're going to be doing this year. They're free they, as long as uh, it's just for our family members that are part of our, our, our list. And so um, you can go ahead and sign up there. And remember, you know, like I think Mark Twain is the one who said, 
Uh, it ain't what you know that gets you into trouble. It's what you know for sure that just ain't so. <laughs> so I love that because that's really what <laughs> what science is about. Um, turning science on its ear and having people um, ask more questions is really what it's all about. In fact, the cell biology class, I'm actually teaching, uh, co-teaching with a friend of mine from seventh grade. Now, this guy, he's going to win a Nobel Prize. I know he is, and I can't wait for you to meet him. What he is doing in research now in cellular biology is just mind-blowing. And he's going to share with you a lot of his, what his science and his research, and, 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 and he loves teaching kids. And so you're going to get to meet him as well. And so that will be, I don't know when that's going to be, but we we're still figuring out the rest of the class. And so he's going to come on and, and answer questions as well. He actually taught me how you can use a jellyfish as a laser. <laughs> so, and uh, they've never used a natural organism to um, as a lasing medium for light, and it doesn't. It's just like the cells from a, a jellyfish. So it was amazing that he and he's like, of course we've been able to do that for years. <laughs> wow. So <laughs> um, some of the other things that I want to um, make sure you know is if you want this download, this is in the uh, online eScience program. So for those of you who would love to do science and love to do more of it, hi Brenda, hi Eileen, um, you can just go to superchargedscience.com slash easy, like wow, this is so easy to teach science. And um, there will be a video there, you can watch it, and it's a whole online community. We have people from all over the world that participate in that. So um, I homeschool and teach preschool, hi Eileen, <laughs> well awesome to you. I was actually going to give some tips on teaching, but maybe now is a good segue into that, what do you think? Um, I wrote down some ideas, like if I had known what I knew now 20 years ago when I started, you know, what are my top tips? Um, so I wrote them down. You want to know a couple? Okay, so n tip number one, uh, teaching is not a job. It's not a career. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> so, so I think that's also true with homeschooling. Um, it's not a job. You can think of it as a job. It's an unpaid job, but it's still... But, you know, but it's more of a lifestyle. It's a way of thinking, very much like science. It's a lifestyle. It's a way that you go through life. It's how you do things. It's what defines your scope and filters out all the noise so you can focus on what's most fun. Um, uh, number two tip was get a team. <laughs> I wish I would have known this ahead of time. I don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, get a team and get a mentor specifically. So get someone who's already done what you want to do and get them involved on your team. Even if it's just a phone call once a week for 10 minutes and say, hey, I, I, you know, one time, I remember I was a brand new teacher and I walked into a university class. I'll never forget this. I came back crying. Um, now, I was 21 when I first started teaching mechanical engineering, which is really young. <laughs> I used to I used to have fake glasses. These are real now, but I used to have fake glasses and I'd put my hair in a bun and I had like 40-year-old clothes on and um, just like the pantsuits and stuff to try and look old and it didn't work. Um, uh, well, probably because I also rolled in on roller skates when we were doing dynamics. So <laughs> anyway, so I, I showed up to class one day uh, without the roller skates and um, there was a special needs kid in the class and he was sitting in front and center. I didn't know it at the time. And the during the lecture, he would ask tons of questions, didn't have a lot of social acuity, um, and the students started to laugh at him, and I didn't know what to do. And I, you know, I, I tried to call them out, but there are a lot of students in the hall. There's like 200. And so I really wasn't sure what to do. So I asked, um, I went, I found a mentor, and I said, hey, this is happening in my class, and, and it's really unprofessional. We are, in a, we're a university. This should not be happening, right? This is like a second grade problem. 
Um, but I needed a mentor because I didn't know how to handle that in a giant environment. Now I do. And so, and actually, special needs was one of my very first jobs that I ever had as a teacher back in when I was 14. <laughs> so, um, so I had a real connection with the child. Um, and it really just didn't want to, I wanted to serve everyone and make it a, t a learning experience for the students who maybe had never had that experience before. Um, so get a mentor. Okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, focus on connection, not perfection. So if I'm worried about, and this is true if you're public speaking, this is true if you're up on stage, if I'm more worried about myself and making sure that I, I have the notes and I'm, I'm reading them all right and, and making sure I'm doing a good job, then my focus is in here instead of with the student. So I need to be more focused on the student and forget about, you know, I have an outline in my head and I kind of know where I'm going, but that can change because I'm connected with the student one-on-one -on -one and making them feel they're the most important thing because I want to know what's going on for them, what their thinking process is, um, how they best communicate, how they are forming the models in their mind so I can reach them. I have lots of tools I can use. My point isn't to, my purpose isn't to like use all the tools as possible, as quickly as possible. It's to connect and say, ah, you know, what that needs a wrench because a hammer is not going to do it so I need to be connected so same thing with the audience I'm in individually um, making eye contact with each and every person um, hi hi Lorraine from New Jersey certified teacher turned homeschool mom you're welcome um, here's a couple more tips okay so I need to be focused on a connection and this is true one-on-one -on -one with the homeschool environment as well and so um, so no matter what your environment, make sure you're going for connection, not perfection, because perfection, you're focused on yourself. Okay, um, it's going to be bumpy <laughs> in the beginning. This is where my, me and my husband are different. I know that life is lumpy and there's supposed to be waves. He's trying to make everything calm, and he's really surprised when there's like a giant wave that comes and knocks him over off his surfboard, right? So it's going to be bumpy. And that's fine. And that's what your team is for. And that's what your mentor is for. And then that's what the bubble bath at the end of the night with the chocolates and the candles are for. Okay. Um, and so those are my, those are my top tips uh, that I wanted to share as well. And so you have exactly what is science, how to avoid common mistakes. The biggest mistakes people make um, are they go to memorization because they freak out. They don't understand what science is really about. And they'll hand their kids a book and they'll say, do this and memorize this and then come to me at the end. And... Um, just tuned in. Yes, make sure you watch the beginning. Absolutely. <laughs> so hi. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me. So um, then, oh, if somebody could type in superchargedscience.com, that would be helpful. Just type it in. Just type superchargedscience.com in the comment box. Um, that would be super helpful. And if you put slash easy after it, then you, that's a direct link you can go to to find out more and get even more information on how to do your homeschool science in a way that's um, that's really most effective. So um, again, the top tips, um, the uh, what is science? It's a process of thinking. You're not going after memorization. You're not going after, because that, the faster you memorize something or the faster you learn something, the faster you lose it. So that's not what we're after. This is a much longer haul. You're going to be working at this consistently every day, asking questions. Thank you for, print, uh, for putting that up. Consistently, um, you're going to be doing a little bit more each day. And as I shared in yesterday's Facebook um, Live, make sure that you're not eating the whole enchilada in one bite. You're just, whatever you do consistently is going to win the race. And, and remember, childhood is not a race, so you're actually going to make it to the finish line. So you're just doing a little bit at a time. So today, maybe it's if your first homeschool, um, first time you're teaching, first time you're homeschooling, hey, you do one lesson, that's awesome. Tomorrow, do two lessons, that's awesome. Next time, do two lessons and a nature walk outside. You know, make it fun. 
Um, one of the best questions you can ask yourself is, how can I do this job and enjoy the process? That's a very different question than, you know, take exercise. A lot of people have a negative association to exercise. So they'll say, how do I exercise? And your brain's like, I don't want to. <laughs> so if you ask your question, instead, if you ask, how do I exercise and enjoy the process? That's a very different question, right? So, oh, well, I could go for a walk. Oh, I could call up a girlfriend and we could go for a hike together. Oh, suddenly your brain is much more engaged. So how can you do homeschooling and enjoy the process? How can I teach these monsters? At, no, <laughs> language is everything. How can I teach my kids and enjoy the process? You know, how do I build relationship and connection with them? Um, okay, so what is science? It's a process. It's a way of thinking. There are three questions you ask. What is it? Uh, so that's when you describe it. Um, second question is, um, how does it work? And the third is, how does it move through time? And so those are your three questions. Um, my, Brenda is asking, my child is preschool age. Are we in the process of possibly autism diagnosis? Where would I start if I choose homeschool in the future? Um, okay, so that's a great question, Brenda. And so knowing that um, how your child is performing now, know that that is not how they are going to be performing in the future. So knowing how things are now is knowing where you are on the map and knowing where you want to get them to. Um, it would be your educational goals. So being really clear about those two and being able to figure out the best way to get there. So um, for example, with uh, autistic kids, they will use a lot of, um, some of them can be very tactile and use and, and like to experience things and very kinesthetic. It depends on what type of autism. And so what you, what you can try is you can try very experiential things. You can have them make, um, you can have them start to uh, explore their world and be able to be a part of it and really experience it fully with their body and with their senses. Um, some kids that are autistic don't want any tactile. They don't even want to hold a cramp. They don't want, they will not touch slime. They will not even touch dirt. So um, in those kids, you know, we usually provide like when I'm teaching, um, we'll have a few kids like that. And so we'll teach, um, We'll offer gloves and we'll, we'll have something so they can still participate and be part of the group, but we've um, turned down the, the intensity level that they're experiencing. So um, a homeschool curriculum that you want to choose is one that is going to help you get to your educational goals. So whatever those goals are, like I want my kid just to love life and to experience the world around them. That's very different than I want him to be a doctor. So you're going to want to pick one that is that meets him where he's at now, or or she. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know if it's a he or she, um, and um, starts to move them in that direction. So really easy. The tips I gave you for today would be great just to start with. Um, the other one is there's a video I made a while ago about how your kids are um, communicate, uh, how your kids learn. There are four different styles. I would get really clear on which style they are, whether it's kinesthetic, auditory, um, digital, or uh, visual. So, um, and so there's a whole video that you can look up in my library on that. And digital doesn't mean um, like we're in a digital age, it just means words on a page. So, whenever they get their aha moment, whether they have to see it and they're like, oh, I got it, or whether they have to experience it and feel it and really be a part of it, that's kinesthetic, that sort of thing. Um, I have a son who's auditory, and so he never looks at me, but he's paying attention, and so I'm like, look at me. <laughs> doing this experiment and he's listening he's like yeah I got it <laughs> so just being aware of whatever that mode of communication and also that learning style those two may not be the same um, is also going to give you more distinctions and how to best serve uh, and work with your child
Okay, I hope that's helpful. Um, all right, so we are going to be, um, I'm going to be doing another Facebook Live soon, but if you haven't already, make sure you go to www.superchargedscience.com slash easy, and you can download the, um, the free resources and the guides, and if you need more help, just let us know. Go to superchargedscience.com, and there's tons of resources and uh, a lot more um, science lessons. There's how to keep a scientific journal on there, um, tons of things you can do to really make sure your kids are getting an outstanding science education with, um, with you this year. All right, so this is Aurora, and I will see you next time. Take care, everybody.